everyone. Welcome to What Really Works, a mental health podcast for young adults and youth. In these podcasts, you can expect to hear us chat about mental health and provide well-being tips and tricks with the odd joke thrown in. What Really Works is brought to you by Discovery College, an initiative run by the Canadian Mental Health Association Kelowna, where lived and living experience and learned experience informs everything we do. Now let's get started with today's episode. Hello, What Really Works listeners. I kind of did it different that time. I know. Hello, What Really Works listeners. Okay, sorry. Becky's already rolling her eyes at me. (laughs) Hi, Becky. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm looking forward to this episode. It's going to be a little bit different. Me too. I'm also looking forward to today. What Really Works listeners, Becky and I are working, doing a cool podcast, and then we are Heading off to Squamish for a backpacking adventure together. Yeah, we are. And I'm very excited. It's going to be a good day. I'm scared. Oh, don't be scared. I'm just scared because I'm like, (laughs) I know that it's a steep incline and I'm like, I don't know how fit I am. I'll push you up and then you can push me up and then we'll just take turns. It'll be good. (laughs) Anyway, what really works, listeners, today we have a very special episode, one that Becky and I are both very excited for. So what really works, listeners, today we are going to do a get-to-know-your-hosts episode. So basically, we're just going to talk about ourselves for a whole episode. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, we realized we've actually been doing the What Really Works podcast for just over a year, which is really, really exciting. Happy anniversary. I love you. (laughs) And then also... We've noticed that we do share about our experiences and a little bit about ourselves, but we tend to more just share around like the mental health topic, right? And considering that you're listening to us chatting about tough topics and important things, we thought it'd also be really great for you to actually kind of know a little bit more about me and Olivia as your hosts so that you can feel that you get to know us a little bit more, you know, with it being a podcast, you know, there is a little bit more limited way of feeling like you know is and that interactivity. So we're kind of hoping that, yeah, we can fill that gap and answer mm-hmm. those questions. Yeah. And we try to speak a lot from our lived and living experience and also our learned experience on this podcast. And, you know, it'd probably get, be good for y'all to know <laughs> where we get that experience yeah. from and just like, yeah, get to get to know us a little bit outside of our our struggles with mental health. <laughs> And with mental health sometimes. So, um, well, I don't know about you, but I would really like to start with this first question here because I think it's kind of fun. Yeah. I do just want to say as oh, well, yeah. if people are wondering where these questions have come from. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, good. Yeah. Yes. Hit it. Yes. Yeah, so we posted via Foundry Colonna's Instagram page a place to submit questions. So these are kind of ones that were submitted uh, ahead of time around getting to know our hosts. Yeah. And then there's a few other questions in there that I thought were just really fun, which I actually took from this book called Just Curious by Kendall Long, I believe the name is. She's uh, She was on The Bachelorette. So anyway, the book's really good and it has lots of really interesting, fun questions. So we took some from there as well. But yeah, lots of submitted questions. So thanks for submitting those, you guys. Yeah, thank you. All right. First question. Mm-hmm. You're answering first. <laughs> what was... Your first impression of me. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? The first time we met was at CMHA Kelowna, where we both work. And I started in my role the day before you started in your current role. Yeah. 
But I'd been working there before. Yes, you'd been working in a different role before, right? Yeah. Um, but you weren't there that day that I started. Oh, was I not? No. Mm. So I started on the Monday and you started on the Tuesday, I think. Okay. And I had been introduced into CMHA Cologne is building a split up into like lots of really small offices. And as had three desk spaces and they were like, okay, you're sharing the desk space with Sonia, who was on a people pleasing um, podcast episode and is also a Brit as well. Uh, and the same age as me. So I was like immediately feeling calm. <laughs> I was like, okay, like there's someone just like me at work. This is fine. And then they just kept on being like, oh, and you know, you'll get along so well with Olivia. And I was like, oh my goodness, like this is like a lot of pressure almost for us <laughs> to like get along so well. Um, and then you start the next day and it's like, oh, it's like another young person. Like this could be a really fun office. And I won't lie. I still have a hard time between Canadian and American accents, so did not pick up on the fact that you were American until you mentioned. And I was like, oh, "Oh, no. I was like, oh, is there going to be some British-American rivalry? (laughs) And I'm also such a chatty Cathy, especially in an office setting. And I remember we were taking training and I was like trying to chat with you about it. And you were just like listening so intently. And in my head, I was like is she listening really hard? Does she not want to talk to me? Like, But then a friendship group. So that was kind of my first impression of like being just like almost feeling a little bit pressure that we have to like get along with each other because oh, everyone was like, you guys are going to be such great friends. You're going to be working together so much. Mm-hmm. So I was just, I think I was almost just stressed because I was like, I'm going to be working so much with this person. Like what if we clash Yeah, or anything like that? Well, my first impression of you was number one, that you were definitely British. <laughs> You and Sonia, just so funny, two very chatty, lovely Brits, um, as well as that you drink, drink way too much tea. <laughs> like, I don't know <laughs> what really works, listeners, but Becky at the office, I would say gets up maybe like five. What would you say? Like I five? I say minimum five. Minimum, minimum, you guys, minimum <laughs> five times to make a cup of tea. And every time she gets up, she's like, you want a cup of tea? anyone want a cup of tea? And I'm like, no, like I, I never want tea, but I appreciated every time that you would ask. Cause I thought it was very sweet. And then the other thing that I thought was particularly quirky and funny and how I knew we were going to be good friends is so Becky's getting up like five, six, seven, eight, nine times a day. That's just for tea. And then there's like bathrooms and whatever <laughs> going to the printer. So let's say that Becky gets up like 20 times a day at, at work every single time that she walks into the office after leaving, like our own little office. She goes, hello, as if I haven't been working with her all day long, eight hours a day, every single time. Hello, hi, hiya. (laughs) So he feels like you need to say, greet everyone in the room, which I thought was really nice. But yeah, so that was kind of my first impression of you is that you were uh, quirky and like to drink a lot of tea. But it sounds, I mean, that Both sounds accurate. me pretty well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and very friendly. Okay. Where next? You decide. You choose. Well, we have some questions that are very, like, specific to the podcast versus ones that aren't so specific. So we'll stick with a submitted one that maybe isn't. Okay. Uh, mental health related. Eases in. Of So that one there is, what's a meal you don't enjoy making but you love to eat? Mm, bean burgers. Oh. Yeah. I really love, so I'm vegan, everyone. I don't know if I've mentioned that on the podcast before. 
and I love black bean burgers and I have like a recipe that I've been using for forever and I just hate making them because you have to spend so much time squishing the beans and then just like mixing it all together and I hate getting it on my hands and then uh, yeah I just don't like it but I love eating them. Mm. What about you? Mine would be like a Sunday roast. Oh like I love a Sunday roast and if I enjoyed making them I would like make them every Sunday Mm. as like a thing but it's too stressful. There's like too many things going on all at once and I can't time anything to come and like come together. And then like I always end up either overcooking or undercooking things because of it. It's just too stressful for me. It takes a lot of years of practice on getting the timing right for those big kind of dinners like Thanksgiving dinner. If someone can get everything out at dinner time and it's all hot and fresh like holy that is so 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 impressive because yeah i usually am like half the stuff is cold and the other (laughs) half the stuff is warm so yeah big big uh big shout out to people that can do that because that's some hard stuff right there what do you really like to make like what's your favorite thing to cook Oh, my favorite thing to cook yeah like something that you really just enjoy the process of making mine's apple pie Yeah, I really enjoy like rolling out the dough, getting all that ready, leaving it in the fridge. And then like I like making all the designs out of the crust and feeling like get real satisfaction of making all the apple slices really small and then filling up the pie and putting it in. And it looks so beautiful when it comes out. My favorite thing to make for sure. I just need something that's like low stress. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Cooking is like such a stressful thing for me because I'm not very good at it. So, and, and I don't know why I get overly stressed when things start going wrong. So, you know what? One thing that I feel like I am kind of good at and I do enjoy is making like a pizza dough. Oh, Yeah. You made some really good pizza dough when I came over the other night for pizza night. Yeah. I was pretty impressed. And I like, I, you know Those why I think... rise. Well, that's the thing. I think that's why <laughs> I like it because I'm like, I can see if it's going well or not. Yeah, true. <laughs> You're like, I know how this is going to turn out before I even cook it. Because, exactly. Yeah, true. Mm, you should get into sourdough making because then you can give me sourdough bread and that would be nice. Well, I've also heard that like it's a lot of time and effort. Yeah. Which is Which also... is opposite of what you like. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, Okay, got it, got it, got it. If I could have someone who cooked for me every day. Oh, yeah. Like well, good nutritious food, that'd be my dream scenario. If you were arrested oh. with no explanation, what might your friends or family assume that you'd done? <laughs> I think my friends and family would be so shook. <laughs> yeah, because, I would be so shocked. Because I don't break any rules. <laughs> oh, you know what? Let's do it the opposite way. So you tell me what you think I would be arrested for, and I'll tell you what I think you would be arrested for. Oh, what do I think you would be arrested for? I know my answer of what I think other people would think I'd be arrested for, but I want to know what you think I'd be arrested for. I think that you would be arrested accidentally. <laughs> That's about right. Like Just you, the wrong place, wrong, wrong time. Wrong place, wrong time, and... Let's say that there is like a robber running out of a jewelry store and like he, they escape and you just are kind of there looking guilty as sin for whatever reason. Mm. And like you just get arrested because there's no way Becky did it. She's just had to be wrong place, wrong time for sure. <laughs> that or I was just like being really nice where like you say like maybe someone robbed a shop and then they were like, oh, can you just hold my bag for me? Um, and I'm like, yeah, sure, no for problem. Sure. And then... The police come along and they're like, why do you have a bag of all this jewelry? And I'm like, um, mm-hmm. for you, I don't. 
I was thinking more along the lines of I'm somewhere that I'm not supposed to be. Mm. Like I've slept somewhere that I'm not supposed to sleep or like I've camped in somewhere that's like not okay to camp or like where they're like you're actually in a provincial park you can't just rock up and sleep here yeah they're like you've been staying here for a week so so you have to leave now or we're gonna arrest you or maybe just like some sort of stupid dare all right so next question that was submitted for us is specific to this podcast and it is how do you decide on what topics to cover so like how do we pick the topics for the podcast episodes you want to take it or you want me to take it you go for it if you want well we just wing it (laughs) (laughs) not always not always okay so I'll, i'll describe the winging part so yeah so sometimes we'll it depends on the week it depends on how becky and i are feeling right so sometimes we'll have had a hard week with lots of very like very serious intense conversations and then we'll be like oh we need to do a fun podcast episode so we'll do something like a question and answer session Mm -hmm. for example um other weeks there will be some intense things in the news or maybe some things in the community that becky and i are noticing that uh, need to be addressed um so then we'll have a more like poignant topic Mm -hmm. um something that we think is going to be yeah just helpful towards the community at that point in time like during covid obviously we released a lot of covid um podcasts you know whenever there's lots of um, kind of social justice related things and going on, then we'll kind of do it around that. Or yeah, it just depends on what's happening. Yeah, we also have a really big list of topics as well to choose from that have come from um, a, the Youth Advisory Committee at Foundry as well. So they let us know what topics they think are also really important to cover. So we also select from that. And then also on the Discovery College website. So if you go to discoverycollegecolona.com and you click on podcasts at the top, there is a place to actually submit topics as well. So you can also submit topics for us to talk about. Yeah. And sometimes we'll just have our friends that will be like, hey, this would mm. be a really good topic to do. And then we'll chat about that. That's yeah. true. Yeah. So that's pretty much how we decide on the topics that we cover. Do you have a favorite topic that we've covered? Ooh, I really like, I don't know if I necessarily have a favorite, but all of my favorite podcasts tend to be the ones that just flow really nicely. Mm. So you know how just sometimes depending on the day, depending on our moods, it just feels a little bit more natural and feels a little bit easier. Those just tend to be my favorite podcasts. I think all of them are good and Mm -hmm. all of them like, yeah, but I like the ones that just kind of burst out of us rather than having to pull it out of us, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe like the people pleasing one mm. or like perfection one or. Yeah. Nice. What about you? Um, I like the procrastination one mm. because I just identify with it so much. And then one that I was kind of surprised at how much I actually liked that episode <laughs> was we did the Halloween special one. And I really enjoyed that episode. Oh, yeah. I yeah. forgot about the Halloween Very, special yeah. one. <laughs> okay. What is the most impressive thing you know how to do? Oh, I know how to do. I can think of so many for you. Can you? Mm-hmm. I'm like, hmm. Should we say it for each other again? <laughs> Becky and I can't talk about ourselves. We're just like, have someone else talk about us. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm trying like now I'm like am I skilled in anything it's like when you put on the spot I can't believe you just said that it's just when you you know when you get put on the spot your yeah. mind just like goes <clears throat> blank and it's like all of a sudden I'm like I don't even know what I do with my like, <laughs> but I like I know that I do stuff you know one thing that I'm actually incredibly pr- like proud of becoming skilled in since coming to Canada is my ability to create a good fire and keep a good fire going. Oh, interesting. Yeah, because from the, in, you know, in the UK, like, nobody's having fires. And even mm. if they are, like, 
you look at I look at it now in Canada and I'm like that's not a fire that's a tea light like <laughs> I'm just so judgmental of myself I apologize in advance for that but when we first came out to Canada I was so naive in the sense that I was like it's wood it'll just sit on fire like it's easy Duh. it's made it's you know <laughs> and then coming out here me and my boyfriend had such a hard time creating fires because we lived in a van when we first came out here traveling around like the west coast and obviously needed fires to keep ourselves warm and cook our food and all that kind of stuff and we were just constantly having a hard time it'd constantly be going out or it just wouldn't be like it wouldn't get like hot enough for us to like boil water all this kind of stuff and we're like what are we doing wrong but now i can like chop my wood i can start the fire i can keep it going i can restart a fire from ember so i'm pretty proud of that actually Mm, that's a good one because that's like a, a big thing that I have like grown in what about you <laughs> you want to know what my initial thought was when I read the question of like <laughs> what's the most impressive thing that I know how to do <laughs> the very first thing that came to my mind and I don't know why was like I'm really good at the worm <laughs> like the dance move I love that I'm just so good at it I don't know what it is but like yeah it's just on point it's really impressive to be honest um other than that what's something that's actually useful in day-to-day life that i think is impressive i don't know you know what i think would be because it's your most impressive thing that you can do right yeah is olivia has just recently come back from a solo backpacking hike oh and i think that's pretty impressive like doing all of that on your own i'm pretty brave i would mm. say yeah for sure as i I'm pretty brave and I do put myself outside of my comfort zone a lot. And I think it's, yeah, it's easy for me to put myself outside of my comfort zone. So, yeah. Thanks, Becky. You're welcome. All right. I have a question. Okay. What is something about you that the listeners would not expect? It's <sighs> a hard question, isn't it? Yeah, because I just don't know what the listeners think of me. Yeah, good point. Good point. Hmm. Or even, not necessarily listeners, but like, is there anything that surprises people when they learn it about you? You know what? <clears throat> it's an interesting question because I think <laughs> I'm very intentional about holding some things back mm. because I like to surprise people with funny stories. <laughs> so I'm kind of known, I would say, in the friend group for all of a sudden just having like a weird story that no one would expect of like something that I've done, um, a story from my childhood, from living in Aurora, just like things that I've gotten up to. So a lot, I would say, a lot is unexpected about me. Um, like, I don't know, I don't really know how to describe, how to choose one. Yeah, I don't know. It's That's such a hard question. I don't have any specific examples. You go. Something that's unexpected about me. Uh-huh. I think how easily I am scared by things. Yeah. Because I do things that might seem risky. Mm-hmm. So I ride a motorbike. I ski. And as Olivia knows, when I ski, it can be scary because I just like send it sometimes. <laughs> um, I lived in a van, like traveling, right? All kind of like things that could be like risky or a little bit out there. But I'm also somebody who's just like petrified by like most things. Yeah, that's like, facts. And we're going on, like you say, on a backpacking hike in my head. I'm like, oh, the best. I'm terrified. <laughs> or, you know, things like that. I get like pretty easily scared by stuff. Yeah. And I won't watch scary movies, anything like that. Yeah, I would say that that's true for sure. 
Yeah. And it's so funny because you are adventurous like that. But then in the situations, it's like, I'm like <laughs> <laughs> but you still do it, though. So that's the thing. Um, that's the cool part. To a point. Yeah, to a point. If I'm like, I'm uncomfortable, I'm like, no, nah, I just went. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That question's a hard one for me, for sure. I really like this question. If you found an alien gun that could blow up one item to a hundred times its size, what <laughs> item would you enlarge? <laughs> I think that's so funny. I'm torn between two things. Okay. One is... <laughs> A really, really big golden retriever. Oh my god! I just like love a dog that was like so Clifford big. the big red dog. Yeah, exactly. Like something really cute and fluffy. <laughs> or it'd be like my favorite type of food. It'd be like it would go rotten. Imagine how no, it'd be like a jar of Nutella. It would still go rotten eventually. How, oh, don't you worry. A hundred times its size. Easy. I'd just go <laughs> swimming in it. No problem. <laughs> nope. I'd go swimming in it. Ew. And then Nutella just eats it around me. That's something that I've never wanted to do is when people would talk about, I don't know, like a punch bath or like, a, you know, a taking yeah. a pool full of Sprite or like full of chocolate <laughs> or like whatever it is, something that's edible. I'm no, absolutely not. I think it's because I was a lifeguard for way too long. Oh, I'm like, you yeah, know what? As soon as people things. get in water, their bodies, they just let they just let things go sometimes. And I would be really concerned as to what would be with, within the y'all know what I'm talking about and what I'm getting at. Um, what would I blow up a hundred times its size? My initial thought, and I don't know if this is cheating because it says what item, but I would want to enlarge like a theme park mm. because the rides are already so big and tall. And imagine enlarging a theme park to a hundred times its size. <laughs> like, how would the atmosphere? It would be so big and so fun. And like the roller coasters would just be like so cool. Um, or an airplane. Oh, interesting. Just because I would like to see something that is an airplane that's a hundred times its size flying in the sky. Or a hot air balloon. Oh, I would just want to cool. see it, you know? Like, how big does that thing look in the sky? It would look like an alien you won't get any ship light. arriving. You know, you think it would cover the sun? <laughs> just, like, block out the sun as it goes by. You'd be like, oh, why is it got dark all of a sudden? I like this question, unless you have one. No, you go for it. What do you need help with most often? A little bit more Ooh. of a serious question. Okay. What do I need help with most often? Mm -hmm. It's hard. Like, I'm trying to think. Right. I've got, like, a few things coming to my mind. I'm like, which one is the one that I need help with, like, most often? I feel like stuff that maybe I need help most often with in a sense where, like, I need to reach out for, like, to my support circle mm -hmm. would probably just definitely be around, like, like, when I have, like, hard emotions. Like, I have a hard time sometimes even recognizing my emotions. So sometimes, like, I need, like, help with even like someone being like hey Becky you don't seem like you're in a good mood like what's going on and I, sometimes I need like someone to point that out for me to be, to stop oh yeah like I am in a bad mood and now I think about it like this is why or like when I'm really stressed sometimes I need to be able to get help with like being able to talk things through and see lots of different options sometimes sometimes I get really stuck on like the thing that's stressing me out and how like it's it's not going to work now because of like x y and z and sometimes i need help in that sense so someone be like okay like you just need to stop you need to take some breaths and then together we'll think about some other ways that we can do this kind of thing mm -hmm. i'd probably say yeah that's a good answer i would say mine's probably distracting myself mm. so i'm not very good at i don't have a lot of i don't have a very good ability to like move past something and stop thinking about something. So if something's bothering me, I'm 
pretty bad about just ruminating on that and then the rumination just turning into like anxiety and just like sitting in that same worry and sitting in that same feeling. So one of the things that I do need help with a lot or the most, I guess not a lot, is just distracting myself of like when I'm not feeling good or when I am in that rumination and constantly like focusing on the same issue of just like knowing that I need to go hang out with some friends that are going to be doing something fun and going to be able to distract me and not have me focusing on that same thing all the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I would say. That's a good question. Yeah, it is a good question. Thanks to the person who submitted that. Um, Okay. What reality TV show do you think you could win? I could win a lot of them. Uh, Not going to lie. I can imagine you could. Oh, thanks. Because you're competitive. So you'd throw yourself at it. Unhealthily competitive. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine. Like, what? (laughs) no matter what the competition was, you'd be like... Even if it wasn't a competition, I'd turn everything into a competition. For sure. Um, My initial gut reaction is, I don't know, this is going to sound so cocky. I for sure would win The Bachelor. There's no doubt in my mind that I, and I know that that's not really supposed to think about it as winning, but in my mind, I would think about it as winning. Um, I also think that I could do fairly well on Alone. Have you seen Alone? No, I haven't. It's like that survival show where you just go out to the middle of like nowhere in heinous survival conditions and try Mm -hmm. to stay out there as long as you can by yourself. I think I could do decently well. I don't know if I'd win, but I'd say at least top four maybe top yeah top five i'm convinced i would win survivor convinced <laughs> absolutely convinced but you know what my problem problem is is i don't even know i don't really know them i don't really watch many reality tv shows so i'm trying to think about because ones where it's like i know what you would about win. your survive about about surviving wouldn't win if it was around fitness wouldn't win if it's like a romantic relationship one I'd be immediately off the show because I'd be like, oh, I can't be bothered with this. Got no time for this. (laughs) You would win some sort of crafty one, you know, where it's like the house, like when someone has Uh, to like transform a house into something or like, I don't really think the baking one. No, not the baking one, but like there is one that is like an interior design one. Yeah. Or there's like... It called blown off don't know. or something that's like a glass blowing one yeah i think you would be really good becky is so crafty everyone like she has she makes these amazing earrings yeah she's just really really crafty and like throws things together in a very impressive way so i think you'd be good at one of those kind of tv shows or if you like just take a random group of like 10 individuals and you have to make them do like woodworking or something or an mm. ice sculpture or, like something like that you would be really good at well thank you you're welcome i'm trying to think like what are the even reality shows that are big brother maybe you'd be good at oh no i couldn't be in the same house for that amount of time i'd evict myself <laughs> yeah i feel like maybe a crafting thing so yeah you know what reality show i would like to actually go on though just yeah. i think it'd be so fun is i don't know if it actually exists anymore but do you remember total wipeout yes I would you would kill it that. on total wipeout <laughs> oh yeah i could totally see you doing that that's hilarious i'd be rubbish at it like because I'm, I'm not very like no not, that's the whole point of the show yeah i'd be like that person who's getting like hit by like every ball and like <laughs> falling off all the things into the water but i would just be having such a good time i'd just be like so happy about it <laughs> I like that. Yeah, that, I think that's the that's the answer there, <laughs> for sure. All right, you choose one. Hmm. What about what podcasts are we listening to these days? Since we are podcasters, I'm a podcast fiend. Okay, this is probably something that will surprise people. Something surprising about me was that one of the questions that I was struggling to answer oh, yeah, earlier. Yeah. Um, I really like the Meat Eater podcast by Stephen oh, yeah. Ranella. So, like, 
yeah, I guess I am someone that's vegan. I've been vegan for about three, go, almost four years, I think. I don't know, a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm very pro hunting. And uh, yeah, I love, I lis- like listen to a hunting podcast pretty much every day. I also like You're Wrong About. Mm. It's a really good podcast. Yeah. Um, American Hysteria, Armchair Expert, The Daily, Community Service with Craig Conant, The Happiness Lab, Code Switch, Unlocking Us. Um, I also listen to a lot of Bachelor podcasts, so I listen to Chatty Broads. Oh, that's another surprising thing about me, probably. I'm obsessed with The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I remember when you told me that, and I was so shocked because you're somebody who like goes quite against the grain of a lot of things. And then when you were like, oh, I love that. Like, I will watch every episode of The Bachelor. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm obsessed with like, it to the point where I listen to the podcast that analyze it. Not because I like, because I think it's like a real life love story, because I like analyzing it mm. in as like a game kind of thing. Um, higher learning. Yeah, so lots. That is a lot. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't really listen to podcasts that much. What about music? Oh, yeah. Like, I listen to music nonstop. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a day that goes by that I don't listen to music. What music are you listening to these days? Like, do you have a specific genre that you're finding yourself more interested in lately? I mean, I generally always fall under the umbrella of like house music. Yeah. Um, as to specific within that, I mean, disco house is generally my go-to. I like piano house just because they're so like chipper. Yeah. I just like love how I feel like I'm immediately in a good mood as soon as I listen to it. Or just listening to like old school disco as well yeah. is a firm favorite. Um, as well as I've also been very much enjoying like kind of like synth wave when I just want like music without any lyrics in as well, mm. which is kind of like eighties meets modern. Kind of like if you ever watched Stranger Things, synth wave. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like so Stranger there's like things. synth wave, like vapor wave, retro wave. I've never heard of these before. Yeah, these waves. Yeah, so you know the Stranger Things theme tune. Yeah. That would fall under kind of like the retro wave kind oh, of thing. Oh, interesting. Sound. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of like that, but I mean, a lot of them are kind of less creepy and maybe a little bit more like chilled out and summery. Okay. So I also am a, I'm a fan of that. I would probably say, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. And also I've booked tickets to go see an artist actually in October. So I've been kind of listening to him all the time, getting myself like prepped and pumped. So it's funny you say that I'm supposed to be, go- I'm going to a rave. <laughs> <laughs> In, in Denver, I'm going back to see my family finally, and I'm going to a rave, and I'm not into EDM, like, rave music all that much, but, like, been trying to listen to it a little bit more recently. And I'm like, I need to be in a very intense, energetic mood to listen mm-hmm. to this. I like these two questions that were sent in. What movie do you love that everyone seems to hate, and what movie do you hate that everyone seems to love? Oh, I know what my movie that I hate that everyone seems to love is. Me too. Give it to me. The Notebook. Hate it. I'm devastated. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's like everyone's response. Sorry, everyone who's listening. I am. You know what? I'm not even sorry. I'm entitled to my opinion on on a movie. Yes, you are. You for sure are. Um, but that's not what I was expecting. I, every every time I say it, everyone's like. <gasps> but just, also at the same it's time, it's just the greatest love story of all time. But. It's not. It's such a toxic love story. It that's what really annoys me about it. Is it's the classic. <laughs> yeah, I don't really have anything to say back it, to that. I'm like, it, uh, facts. Everyone absolutely romanticizes this story. And they're like, I just want to have a relationship like Ali and... Is it Ali and Noah? Uh, yeah, I think. Yeah, everyone's like, I just want to have this beautiful like, relationship. There are actually lots of problematic things in this relationship. And we sh- really shouldn't be putting this relationship on a pedestal. That's true. And every and everybody does. And I think it's really problematic because 
<laughs> I like we we are planning on actually creating some podcasts specifically around relationships and this will come up in it is media and things like that really really portray relationships I think quite often in an unhealthy way and I think that's one of those films that actually really add to it and people just look at it blindly and it's like there is this amazing love story and I'm like I have a lot of problems with it and I also don't really like romantic films anyway as well so there's also that so okay <laughs> so that's the movie that I hate that a lot of people love I hate a lot that a lot of people love Ooh. any sort of like goofy slapstick film count mm. me out Step Brothers, hate it Ju- um, 21 Jump Street nah Nacho Libre nah just like any dodgeball, no. Any of those kind of, yeah, more like slapsticky type humor, like Blades of Glory, hate it. If it has Will Ferrell in it, <laughs> <laughs> just, like just that me kind of coming humor. at Will Ferrell. Um, I guess hate's kind of a strong word for all of those, but they're not like the movies that I would ever choose. Yes. And I think people are quite often surprised by that because I am a goofy human and I just can't handle watching movies like that. There's just not my thing. Um movie that I love that everyone seems to hate my absolute favorite movie of all time Mm. is called Death Proof by Quentin Tarantino and it's one of the Tarantino films that not a lot of people have seen and every person that I try to show it to that I'm like oh you got like let's watch my favorite movie or whatever fall they all fall asleep and they all don't like it and I'm so into it so I don't know if you are out there and you're listening to this podcast and you love the movie Death Proof give me a show yeah give me a show <laughs> I really don't know actually a movie that I love that everyone else seems to seems to hate because I feel like that on I feel like it's probably going to be a film that like is a lot of nostalgia for me. Mm. Um, like a Disney film. That's what I'm thinking. It's something like that. You know what actually is, um, do you remember the film National Treasure? Yes. <laughs> and like, I loved that film so much when I was growing up. Like watched it so, so much. And then the other day mm-hmm. I wasn't feeling very well. And I was like, what I need is, is I need to watch like, a good nostalgia film and I've got Disney Plus and it came up on like the recommended viewing and I was like that's exactly what I want to watch and as an adult I just like rolled my eyes the whole way but loved it also at the same time (laughs) so I think that's a bit of a love-hate film I think there is definitely people who also love it but I think there's also people who are like this is also a ridiculous film that's like the claymation movies I have (gasps) never realized how many people don't like claymation movies until this past year yeah lots of people feel really uncomfortable watching the claymation movies like for whatever reason the way that it's created with the clay makes people feel a little like oh. goosebumpy like just not that's i don't I mean, like it yeah, um, and i love those movies like uh, chicken yeah. run yeah. any odd man created film mm-hmm. is 100 percent my humor me too well i don't know if it's my humor but i just like them so maybe that's another answer yeah that's a good question i like yeah. that yeah me too what else do we have on some of our submitted topics i mean there is This is going to be a hard one. But what's the best piece of advice or statement you've heard? Questions like that are tough because if you spend a long time thinking about it, then like you can, I'm sure you can come up with a bunch of different really great pieces of advice and it's hard to narrow it down. So I'm just going to come say the first thing that pops into my mind with it. Go for it. And I guess it's, I don't know, it's not really a piece of advice, but more of a statement. 
my dad throughout my entire life has always said like all you can do is your best like mm-hmm. all you can do try is your best and initially when I was younger I used to take that to mean like you have to be the best at everything that's the way that I interpreted it but now as I've gotten older I've realized that your best is always changing depending on how you're feeling that day, on your wellness, on whatever it is. And just as long as I know that I'm doing like the best that I can do that day, then, you know, then I know I'm doing all right. And like that best might not be the same every single day and that's okay. So uh, I guess maybe that. What about you? Do you have any like things that are jumping out to you immediately? One is something that I heard relatively recently, actually. Mm. Um, so while I was like doing some research for one of the courses that we're creating, I was watching classic a Brene Brown video. And she was talking about, and it's something where I was like, oh, I should actually really listen to that because she was, you don't always have to listen to criticism from people you wouldn't take advice from. And I was like, that's really interesting. So she was talking about almost like you're in the in the like ring and you are putting in the work and sometimes you're going to get things wrong. Sometimes you're going to get things right. But you know that you're in, you're in the ring, you're fighting and you're doing the best that you can, right? And she was like, do you want to take criticism from people who are actually standing outside of the ring and are just spectators? They're not putting in the work. Like they're not trying hard or trying to grow. Instead, they're just standing by kind of waiting to criticize you. And she was like, do you want to listen to that criticism if you know that they're not fighting alongside you? And I was like, that's actually something that I was like, okay, like I'm actually going to listen to that because sometimes like we do get criticism or judgment from other people and it helps me be like, actually, no, like I'm not going to, I'm not going to take that on versus if it is someone where I would listen to your advice I would go to you for help I know you're also trying to learn and grow so you telling me about something that I'm getting wrong or something that I can improve on to me that's really important I really like that that's a really good piece of advice or just like a way to think about things yeah yeah that's really good because it's so true we take criticism from anyone right especially like the first thing that came to my head is social media. You read a million positive comments and then you read one negative comment and you immediately take that criticism on. But yeah, should I really be taking that criticism if I don't, if I wouldn't take advice from this person? That's such a good way of looking at it. Hmm, I really like that. If you had to say something to your younger self or to young listeners, what would it be? Ooh, you know what? Actually, I do know what this is Um, because it's something that I've been like, slowly trying to do now and I wish I'd started it earlier so for the what really works listeners who don't know I'm 28 and I've recently been thinking around the time and energy and effort that I put into things Mm. and whether that is the time and effort energy put into my hobbies into um the way that I look the way that I think about myself the way that I feel about myself the way that I work, all these different things. And what I would say is when I'm old, think about the things that you are going to say, I wish I'd done more of that and I wish I'd done less of that or I wish I'd spent less time doing that. Um, and it's been really helping me with like kind of my my body image and things like that. I'm like, am I actually, when I'm older, going to be telling myself I really wish I'd thought more about the like the size of my waist the size of my body or am I gonna instead be thinking I'm probably not gonna be thinking that versus thinking about like I wish I'd spent more time like growing on my hobbies or whatever it is so that would be something that I would probably say to like my younger self is like to think about like what actually really matters to you and what actually really matters to you as an individual not what people are telling 
should matter to you because people will always like you know take as much as you give right but yeah i don't want to just think i don't want to grow up and be like oh i wish i'd given less or given more yeah that makes sense no it does make sense just yeah thinking about where you're spending that mental energy and if it's something that just feels important to you now and and won't be important in the future then why are you spending the mental energy thinking about it for sure yeah no obviously still thinking like okay well maybe it's not gonna be important in the future but maybe it's like high impact right now yeah yeah what is the impact right now Mm mm-hmm Engaging yeah. it from there. Um, if I had to say something to my younger self or to young listeners, what would it be? You know, when I was in high school and when I was younger, I grew up in a very pressured family to achieve and succeed and do really well. Um, I'm the first person in my whole family, including extended family, to graduate from university to even go to university. My dad didn't graduate from high school. My mom did graduate from high school, barely, (laughs) and then kind of went on from there. And I have like the classic immigrant family story of, you know, trying to achieve success in the States and all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, there there was a lot of pressure from my parents growing up and especially from my dad who I look up to so much. And I know that his heart was always in the right place, right? Their hearts were always in the right place. Um, But it was just like achieve, achieve, achieve to make money, 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 money. Like you have to do well. You have to do well. You have to do well. And you have to be the best. You have to be the best. And that's something that I really took to heart when I was in when I was growing up. And I think my mental health really suffered from it. Um, And I went through a lot of periods where I would only my entire identity revolved around that revolved around how well I was doing revolved around the achievements and successes that I had. My entire identity was basically just like a resume and a piece of paper. And I did try to be like perfectly well-rounded too. And like, you know, have lots of friends and just be perfect at everything. And if I had to say something to my younger self or to young listeners, it would be to definitely try hard and to push yourself. But it sounds so cliche, but do what makes you what makes you happy and do what feels right to you. So, for example, I my whole plan was to be a lawyer, you know, to like <laughs> to go to school, do a political science major or a lot like under uh, what's it called? Um, like get your undergrad in law. You can do that in the States and whatever, whatever, whatever. And I chose to do English, <laughs> which every my whole family was upset about. They're like, why are you going to school for English? Like you're never going to find a job. Like having an arts degree is so ridiculous. And then in university, I heard the same thing. It's like, oh, you're an English major. Like good luck getting a job afterwards. Like why are you doing that when you could be doing so many different things to prepare yourself for a career? And the reason I did it is because I knew that I loved it and that I was actually going to enjoy Mm -hmm. my schooling and that it was going to be something that I was passionate about. So yeah, I guess it's probably advice that you hear all the time, but really just follow, yeah. follow your gut, you know, follow what you think is going to is going to make you happy. And then don't put too much pressure on yourself. You know, like at the end of the day, I think if you are if you are have good intentions and if you're, you know, being true to yourself and following in your gut and you know, putting yourself outside your comfort zone and yeah, spreading positivity and light in people's lives, then your your life path will kind of take you where you need to go is what I believe. And that could be to some really, really hard places. But at the end of the day, like that happens. I don't know if that makes sense or if, like seems very cliche and yeah. woo woo. But like, yeah, that's just what I believe. So, yeah, I find it so interesting as well that you were saying that you was like should go be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. I think. And when you kind of think about it, you still kind of, you still 
fighting for social justice in your role, just in a different way. Yeah, just in a different format, for sure. You're kind of fighting it in the front lines. Well, that's like, I, to be honest, I, when I was at college, I was like, I'm going to be an electronic engineer. (laughs) (laughs) And you did psychology. Yeah, well, I... So uh, the like the system at home is different in the sense that you go to high school and then when you leave high school in the UK, you have to either go to college, which you do for like two years, you or you have to do like what they would call like a diploma or you have to do an apprenticeship or you have to go into a paid job. Oh, that's their, their rule. You have to be doing something until you're 18, basically, in the UK. I went to college and you ha- I chose, like, you have to choose, like, four subjects. And I was like, oh, I'm going to choose, like, maths and physics because I'm really good at those. And that's why I need to be an electric engineer. Um, chose graphic design because, like you say, I'm crafty. And then chose psychology kind of on a bit of a whim. I was very, always really interested in the brain side of things. So I was kind of like, well, that's what that is, isn't it? It's about the brain. <laughs> and then my second year of college absolutely failed physics i got um, physics is so hard on my exam i got a u which stands for ungradable i didn't (laughs) i didn't even get enough marks to get an f (laughs) physics is so hard anyone out there that's has a physics degree of any kind like just absolute shout out to you man Holy. So, yeah. The just the concepts that you have to be able to grasp. I just could not. I was no, like, it's so none of this makes sense to me. <laughs> so yeah, and then I was like, oh, maybe I want to do graphic design. And then I was like, I kind of don't want to be told what I have to <laughs> do when it comes to designing things for people, which is definitely for the best. Um, and then I was like, hmm, people, psychology. That's Brain. what I want to do. Yeah. And then that's how I ended up down that path. But, you know, I left college and went to uni for my psychology degree, being like, I'm going to become a clinical psychologist. And then in my third year, I was like, I want to be a clinical psychologist. That's not for me. I was like, oh, I want to be a forensic psychologist, though. Did my master's in forensic psychology, started working in the prison, was like, oh, no, I don't actually want to be a forensic psychologist because it's too prescribed on, like, what you do to support a person. And then I was like, oh, I just kind of want to support people with, like, mental health. That's where I'm at. (laughs) So it took me a long time. (laughs) And that's fine. To be able to do that, so... Yeah, it's a journey. Yeah, I think it's a journey to figure out what you like to do for sure. Definitely. And if anyone who says that they have it all figured out is a hundred percent lying, or maybe they just don't know that they don't have it all figured out yet. <laughs> but I, maybe you know, someone does, and you go for it. You, um, yeah. And I think that's something that, as young people, there is so much pressure put on you to know what you want to do I know and it's so silly right like in high school they do that like here's my five-year plan and here's my 10-year plan and like what career path is best suited to my personality like all of those tests and stuff and I feel like that just throws people for a loop Mm. because it gives them a specific idea of what they think they should be doing when really nobody really knows we're just all out here, especially when you're when you become an adult and have to do all the adulty things. You're like, you realize that no one has any clue what they're doing, and we're all just trying to get along and yeah, survive day to day and try to figure it out what it is that we want to do, and that changes all the time. Yeah, that's and important. So, yeah. So if you feel as though you have no idea what you're doing and you're just in an ocean trying to keep your head above water, that's how everyone else feels. <laughs> all right, maybe a couple more fun ones to close us out. Hey, go for it. Okay. You choose. So another one, that question that was submitted, which really made me laugh because I've only just noticed it. And I can't believe I've only just noticed this question is if humans came with warning labels, what would yours say? (laughs) (laughs) 
I immediately know what mine would be. Oh my God, go for it. Do not touch. <laughs> yeah, yours would be. That's e- Yeah, that's an easy one for you. What Warning, really, do yeah, not touch. Exactly. What really works, listeners, I hate being touched. I am not a hugger. I hate handshakes. I hate anything around being touched. So that would 100% be mine. Just do not touch. It would make my life so much easier as well. I don't know what mine would say. Warning. <laughs> uncomfortably sarcastic. I don't, oh, yeah. <laughs> warning. Um, Quite enjoyed the uh, sarcastic one. Yeah, I feel like those ones are all... Pro- maybe I should... I think I would probably just be covered in warning labels, to be honest. <laughs> I feel like it would be, as well, something around, like, warning, like, unexpected adventure. Yeah. Kind of like, you might be just, like, chilling and hanging out, but next thing you know, spontaneous things happen and it's like all right now we're on an adventure oh you know what would be a good one warning you kind of just have to be prepared for anything when you're Mm. around me like if if you're getting ready for the day and you're gonna come hang out with with me and you only have like you're only bringing one pair of shoes because you think that like we're gonna go to the beach and you only have flip-flops like you need to have your car full of other (laughs) gear and get you know what I mean like you gotta have it's true your car is set up to be ready for any situation yeah you kind of just got to be ready for anything so maybe warning be ready for anything there you go I like that yeah what's your next question my next question is if you were to build a theme park what would be the theme and what would some of the rides be that's fun what would be the theme you know what I thought would always be a super cool theme for a theme park what is like an apocalypse theme park Mm -hmm. interesting yeah I feel like it would just be so cool would it be scary? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't be going. Well, not, like, too scary. Yeah, I know, but I have a very low threshold for scare. It would be scary in the fact of that I would want it to be quite realistic of what the potential apocalypse could be. Yeah. So there'd be, like, rides where maybe you're, I don't know, in some underground area, like some tunnels that have been created, or there would be a survival-type situation ride, or just some sort of apocalypse-related theme park I think would be so fun. I try to think what mine would be. You know what I would actually love? would be, you know, alpine coasters. Oh, I love those, yeah. I'd love it if it was just, like, a mountain with all these incredible views with, like, loads of different, like, alpine coasters. That would be cool. And maybe, like, a water alpine coaster where it's, like, a little log flume and stuff like that. I think that's what I would go for, where it's just, like, you're out in the outdoors all day. Like, you can go as fast as you want on your alpine coaster. There's all these different routes that take you through different areas, maybe one of them. Maybe there's also a cave in the mountain and one's, like, going through the caves. Yeah. That sounds cool. This I would go for. to that for sure. Yeah, there's some sick alpine coasters in Colorado. Yeah. Really, really cool ones. I've only ever done the one in Revelstoke. Oh, yeah. I haven't done that one. I haven't even been to Revelstoke. <gasps> I know. It's a cool place. Okay. Maybe two more. All right. We did get asked where the name of the podcast came from, which was a really simple conversation. I don't even remember. So normally when we're trying to come up with, come up with a name for like one of the Discovery College courses, it takes forever. Mm-hmm. Like it could be this, it could be that. I don't know what to call it. It's the hardest part, yeah. honestly. This one, we were like literally having a conversation about like, okay, like this is what the podcast is going to be. What should we name it? You know, the podcast is just going to be talking about like mental health and like sharing tools and basically like what really works to help ourselves. And you went, why don't we just call it that? What really works? <laughs> oh, really? And we were like, oh, that was easy. Perfect. That's literally how it came about. I didn't even remember it. See, that's how much of an off-the-cuff decision it was. Yeah, it wasn't something that we were like, like I say, sometimes we end up like thinking about like weeks. Yeah. <laughs> like the whole of the time we're creating a course is just named like 
anxiety. But this was like, we just happened to be like, you know, this is what it's about. It's just about what really works. I'm like, well, there you go. There's the answer. Heck yeah. That's cool. Um, okay, last question. Finishes with a banger. If there was a non-returning voyage to colonize the moon, would you want to go? No. Okay, why? <laughs> non-return is like, I'm not a very good person when it comes to things being very like committed yeah um a bit of a commitment phobe same so the idea of it being a non-return voyage i'm like also just leave the moon alone we don't all need to go and live on there i know the word colonize throws me off so i'm trying not to focus on that i'm like okay but my answer would still be heck no but not because i wouldn't you know i would never ever 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 want to go into space ever 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 Okay. Even if it was a ret- if there was a returning voyage, if someone was like, "Hey, the entire world is going to be destroyed. We need to leave. Get on this spaceship if you want to survive." I'd be like, "Nah, I'm cool, bro. Like, I'll stick around. I'll stick around. Life's been good enough to me so far. Sorry. I'm chill to stay here. Just be you and Wally on it." <laughs> yeah, no, I would not. Like, legitimately, I would not go. And it's because a couple reasons. Number one, I am claustrophobic. I'm deathly afraid of flying. I hate flying. I have to take a relaxant when I go flying. And the idea of being in a spaceship is just like, I, there's no way. And also, you know this, and I don't know if the What Really Works listeners have gotten an idea of this, but I am like quite the deep thinker about things and like Mm. often contemplate the, like one of the human existence and like all that kind of stuff. So I think me being in a spaceship looking at earth and looking at just like humanness in its full form something would snap in my brain and I would not be okay after that I honestly think like being able to even if it was just like you say that return journey I think it would like go in two ways in my mind of I think it would really get me behind uh even more so like you know things to like protect earth as a whole but then also I wonder if I would then become like apathetic to things that I would then view as small problems after I've seen the earth as a whole yeah same I think I'd have a hard time with that actually of kind of like well there's this like singular problem that I'm dealing with well I've my singular problem out of the whole world kind of thing which you know doesn't support me and be able to get through whatever it is that I'm dealing with but i think i would have a hard time with that yeah me yeah okay last one last one okay if you were if a song was to play every single time you entered a room what would it be close us out with your close out song and intro song but oh what a song when i entered a room and a song when i left a room well or it could be both it doesn't matter Hmm. yeah that's such a hard question Mine is just yeah by Usher. That's my Always. that's my answer for everything. It just makes me feel so pumped. Or Sleeping on the Blacktop by Culture Wall. I don't know the second song. Oh, it's a country song. I didn't expect oh, okay. that you would know it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, read what this is. Hate Becky hates country. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of it. I love it, but like greasy country, not like pop country. Like um, what would be my song? going in i'm like there's songs where i would like it to be when i enter but then i'm also like okay like what song actually kind of matches me and my energy <laughs> you're like is this realistic yeah because i'm like well my favorite song is september earth wind and fire so it would just like imagine like how that would, it would suit be. you i, I don't think. know if it would because i feel like sometimes i'm like i wouldn't describe myself as flat but i'm not like incredibly energetic all the time do you know what i mean and i'm not always incredibly like chipper I would say I'm generally just kind of like... Mellow. Yes, that's the best way of describing it. So then I'm like, what's a good like mellow song? And I'm like... I like... This is the worst <laughs> question to ask you because you would... T- you take it so seriously. I'm like, like, I love music. I love music. 
such a hard question. Do you think Yeah by Usher suits me as an intro song? Yeah, it does. Okay. I can imagine, you know, where it starts where it's like, do, 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 do. I, know, just, I can imagine just you dropping like, it every... <laughs> like, hey, everyone. I'm usually pretty energetic. Oh, I know what it would be. It'd be Marvin Gaye got to give it up. That'd be what it is. Okay. I have never heard. I probably have, but I don't know. It's a tune. It's like chipper, falls into like old school Motown, slight disco edge to it, but isn't quite as chipper as September by Earth, Wind & Fire, so I feel it suits me more. Perfect. Okay, I'm going to have to listen to it and then I'll let you know. It's the one that Blurred Lines got sued for, for ripping it off. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That one. Yes, okay, I know it now. Yeah, well, awesome. Okay. Well, you know what really works, listeners? I hope that you all have enjoyed our little question and answer session. Thanks so much for submitting questions for us. Um, It was actually really fun. If you ever have anything else that you would like us to discuss or have any, yeah, just want us to answer, then go on the Discovery College website, submit some stuff. You can just DM us on Foundry. Yeah, Foundry Kelowna on Instagram. You could definitely send us a message through there or the discoverycollegekelowna.com website on the podcast link on there. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, thanks, everyone. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. And Becky and I will chat with you after we're off the mountain. Yay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Staple Studio is a co-working space for those looking for a safe alternative to working from home. I know I feel so stuck at home these days, and going to Staples makes me feel like I actually have a change of pace. They offer not only a safe space to work with desks, offices, private phone booths, and meeting rooms, they are connected to the Staples store where they have everything you need under one roof. Studio is more than just a co-working space. Studio is a community to help you work, learn, and grow. Follow them on Instagram at Staples Studio Canada for more information on locations, pricing, and amenities. Please visit studio.staples.ca and book a virtual tour. Thanks again for listening to us. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. You can find us on all major podcast streaming platforms. And if you don't want to miss any future episodes, you can follow us or subscribe to What Really Works. To find more from Discovery College, go to discoverycollegecolona.com. And thanks again to Staple Studio in supporting us to produce this podcast.